Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. We have come to the last part of a five part series all about NFTs here on Money FM 89.3. And we've come to the last question of our series Can NFTs be regulated? Should they be regulated? And is there an effective way to do that given how quickly this space evolves? In this episode, we are joined once again by Rajesh Srinivasan, Head of Technology, Media and Communications at Rajan Tan, and Benjamin Chong, a partner at Rajan Tan. And this time we are going to talk about the role of regulation for non-fungible tokens or NFTs. Is it necessary and can it be done? Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Yeah, glad to be back. Hello again. So let me just get straight to it. We've just talked about a lot of possible risks for NFTs, from how secure it is to uh, possible scams for NFTs. You know, is there a role for regulation in NFTs? Now, given the risk we've outlined over the last uh, episodes, the answer for me intuitively is yes, but I'm still not entirely sure. What do you folks think? Well, I would put it down to two core areas. Um, one, um, necessity, and two, neutrality. Uh, so on the necessity point, the key question to ask is, what new elements do NFT uh, bring in that have not yet been governed by existing laws? That's a very important question to ask. So for example, in Singapore's context, there's a lot of thinking going on at law reform committee level, some of which I'm involved in, to think about should the law actually add on uh, in terms of, let's say, Electronic Transactions Act to deal with smart contracts, right? Which is the, the, the basis on which NFTs and tokens uh, in, on the blockchain run. And our basic uh, conclusion, which is in line with the UK position, is that existing laws already address the issue. From a necessity standpoint, very often when you look at what happens in NFTs, we're talking about fraud. There are already laws that deal with fraud. If you're dealing with people trying to pass off uh, a token as a utility or use token, a bit like if you remember in part one when we we're talking about using tokens uh, to, to play games in an arcade, but saying that and at the same time trying to sell a part of your company using that same token, that's not on. But guess what? We already have Securities and Futures Act and various parts of our banking legislation that address, with those, that address those risks head on. So very often to, the key issue is necessity. And the second point is, let's say a necessity rule is passed. And as of now, I can be very clear with you, that rule is, has not yet been passed, which is why Singapore is saying we don't see at this point the need for new laws. But let's say we do. The next question is neutrality, which means that the law, if we were to go ahead with it, must ensure that we do not prescribe or proscribe. That means you don't suggest that people use a certain type of technology or say, don't use a certain type of technology, because that again flies against our principle of technology neutrality. Look, this is such a new area, and Singapore has always taken a proactive role in wanting responsible companies to continue innovating and growing this area. So we do not want to pass a law that is not technology neutral. I'm fairly confident that in Singapore's context, we will make sure that we will pass the necessity test and the neutrality test. And we pass on both fronts, then perhaps there's space for new law in Singapore. 
And I think from a Singapore perspective, we always try to take what Rajesh said has a very neutral stance on technology. So for example, in, in using the crypto example, in China, they just totally ban crypto, right? Because they're not aware of the risk that it brings and they might right. be to protect the consumers. Over here in Singapore, I think quite recently, this issue of NFTs was discussed in parliament. And then, you know, they looked at the nature of NFTs. They said, well, NFTs can be used to represent any underlying asset. And they really don't want the MAS really doesn't want to regulate anything and everything, you know, that people choose to invest their money in. So they will look at the nature of the product. They will see as what, what Rajesh just mentioned, whether it's a security, whether it's a utility token. And if the NFT is used in a form of a security, that means you can have uh, voting rights in a company, you, you can have the right to get profits out of the company, then it's already regulated under existing law. Uh, but during the parliamentary discussions, it was actually stated that you know they would like to remind consumers that investments in digital tokens are not suitable for retail investors and therefore they've asked investors themselves to be aware of the risk and take the necessary precautions um, if they're not sure of the product that they're investing in. Ben, let me ask you this question. When I look at, say, cryptocurrencies and NFTs, my understanding is the founders wa wanted to put these out there to try and decentralize and somewhat democratize the way value is created and markets are derived outside the absence of a central authority, like say a central bank or regulator. If so, wouldn't regulation be kind of antithetical to the ethos or the spirit of NFTs? I think we need to look at it from two points of view. Yes, definitely decentralization is one of the main themes of blockchain, but also there are certain risks that we need to address. The first risk is, of course, money laundering. It's, it's quite easy to launder money if you have a decentralized platform. So, for example, if you use a P2P platform to transfer money, quite a lot of these platforms, you might not do proper AML checks, you might not do proper KYC checks, and people are able to exploit this and then to just set up an account and just transfer money from party A to party B easily uh, without knowing who the parties are or without doing the necessary checks. So that's one point. And from the other point, we need to look at protection of investors. Right? Are the investors being likely to be defrauded? Is that a high risk? Do we need to protect the investors from scams? So I think um, looking at these um, two issues, certain regulation is definitely warranted and perhaps needed. If I can build on to uh, what Ben has just shared, sure. uh, laws can actually help decentralization. Laws have always helped decentralization. That's something that needs to be borne in mind. So for example, in the telecommunication sector and many others, it is always possible that you have dominant players coming into play and uh, they then dominate from both an economic and a monetary standpoint. And what the laws seek to do is to make sure that you have a licensing regime to allow the growth of a secondary market of players who will coexist and compete with such uh, organizations. And that's why you find in many countries you have laws that license and regulate to ensure an open market. And in another sense, you also have laws that deal with competition to make sure that there's a fair playing field. So laws of those nature, I think, will still play a positive role in ensuring decentralization. Let's go into this criticism that both of you actually touched on in a previous episode, the criticism that legislation and regulation of NFTs is so slow, given how new and how fast changing this area is, that by the time they understand the technology, for instance, of NFTs and how to regulate it effectively, it's already evolved. It's now time to catch up. Is it just futile to even try because of how quickly it's evolving? 
Yeah, I'm uh, happy to go first. Um, go the, the point here is, is this. Uh, my view is that Singapore and many other jurisdictions that are technology first are fully aware of what's going on in the marketplace. And very often, the regulators and legislators are, are in a sense, holding back from regulating just to ensure that the market reaches a certain degree of stability and the technology use case reaches a level of stability as well, such that they can start defining relevant and applicable and most importantly, enforceable laws uh, to put in place. That's not to say that the regulators and legislators therefore are playing a passive role. What they do very often in the early stage, which many people do not see, is a lot of active industry engagement where they come in, they talk to the players, they try to understand what's going on and be ready at the right time to formulate laws that don't necessarily uh, curtail, but rather enhance the growth of the technology and seek to make Singapore, for example, a hub for the growth in research and development and monetization of such technologies. I think that is a how a progressive uh, regulator and legislator would work. And what we are seeing a lot of when you look at how the IMDA operates, how the Ministry of Law operates as well. A very receptive listening ear. And when the right time arrives, then try and address the issue with laws and regulations. We can't say that regulation is futile. <laughs> but okay. just from Rajesh, uh, to build on what Rajesh said, I think, yes, definitely technology is evolving a lot faster than laws can actually catch up. But what the law sh- should do is not prohibitive in a sense that, oh no, because we find that there's new technology, let's stop it from here, let's stop it from there, let's stop it from there. I think that's pretty regressive. We want to, laws usually uh, understand what the technology is, what the sort of mischief or what's sort of the crimes committed as a result of this new technology and then build a framework around that so that the technology can be used especially like nfts right now it can be if it's used in proper legitimate and even economical ways it can be allowed to develop while certain actions such as money laundering and cheating and all that will be curtailed under the law. So I think that the law needs time to develop. The law needs time to be able to sort of fit into the actual scheme of things. But regulatory, um, whether it's light touch or heavy touch, is definitely a sort of an art that the regulators need to take into account of and then implement at the right time. Let me uh, add a uh, tag on to that, Ben. Uh, do you think that regulation, the way we know it traditionally, can fill these roles or meet the needs? Or do you think that there might be a need to rethink how regulation functions in this space? Basically, I mean, are the traditional methods or approaches towards regulation, perhaps, do they need to be sort of upgraded or perhaps rethought in a different manner to address these new um, challenges? I think the regulatory framework or the, like, or the regulatory thinking as that Singapore has adopted has been quite consistent in the sense that we do not want to take the hard-handed approach where we just, everything that is new, everything that we do not understand, we just clamp it down immediately. I think especially in terms of Singapore, they have taken a more nuanced approach where we say, well, this is new technology. Uh, we look at the risk. Is there any immediate risk, especially for the case of NFTs? It doesn't seem to be there right now, but we'll just keep watching and waiting to see whether um, no, there needs to be regulation. So there's what Rajesh said, there's industry, there's industry meetings, consultations. And if they do find at any point in time, that you know, new deviant ways have arisen or that technology is being used in certain unexpected ways which wasn't envisaged before, then probably new and you know, incremental regulations will come out to address the problem. Just to wrap everything up, and there's still so much to cover, but I think one of the big questions now, potential or existing NFT investors is how 
would I protect myself from potential scams and risks in the NFT world? A couple of, of key pointers here. Like all new technologies, do your due diligence, right? Find out who it is that's um, making these NFTs available. Understand a little bit about the underlying digital asset uh, and whether or not the person that from whom you're buying in effect has some sort of interest because otherwise it could very well be that uh, potential legal action may be taken again the issue, against the issue of the NFTs uh, and you may have problems downstream. The other point to note is, you know, with all new technologies, while it's easy for me to say here, do your own due diligence, do your own checks, it's not easy to do so. So there will be undoubtedly a fair bit of speculation. Some people are going to make a lot of money and others are going to potentially lose a fair bit of money. So go in there with your eyes open that this area is one where a lot of care has to be taken. If you're going to be sinking money into this, do make sure it is what we call discretionary funds, so not your life savings, but money that you know you can afford to spend a bit to win and maybe not win as much as you could have if you just put it into a bank account and just you know and, and some some simple returns. Your capital essentially may still be preserved. While in investments like this, you may lose that capital, your actual money that you, in, you put in in the first place. So go in there with your eyes open, be careful, be wise, and all the best. Because what is clear is that this is not a flash in the pan. This technology is here to stay. The technology itself will grow. But like in every platform, there are good people and there are bad people. So, so do, do take care. Yeah, I think for me is don't follow fads just because NFT has, is the talk of the town for the last two years. And, you know, everybody's talking about how much money they're making out of it. You shouldn't rush into it, especially if you don't understand the product. Given the overlay of the product, you have investment products, traditional ones, which are complex. You With um, NFTs and, and crypto, there's the technology risk as well that you need to be aware of. That's what Rajesh said, do your due diligence just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean that you should rush into it. You know, if you're in doubt and if you really can't uh, trust a particular platform or you really don't understand how it works, just don't, don't go for it. Benjamin Chong, partner at Rajan Tan and Rajeshwini Devasan, head of uh, technology, media and telecommunications practice at Rajan Tan. Thank you so much for joining us and helping us parse through these issues with regards to NFTs. This is the end of this series, but definitely not the end of the conversation. I'd like to thank you both for your time, and hopefully we can pick up our conversation. Thanks very much, JP. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, JP. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.